Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. Well, I'm saying it again. (laughs) It's been a while since I've been on and, and have done or recorded another episode, and I apologize. I really didn't intend for it to be this long, but life happens and at times can throw a whole monkey wrench into your life, into your plans. Shoot, I think the uh, t- this time life threw a tornado into my plans. If you are part of the DWH community on Facebook, then you already know. Um, but for those who are not, um, about three, almost four weeks ago, um, my father passed away. Um, I mentioned in the past that he had been in and out of the hospital, which had taken me away from doing my episodes as scheduled, but, um, he finally transitioned. Um, and as a result, I did have to go back to my hometown of the Bronx, New York to lay him to rest. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but my father and I, we didn't have the best father daughter relationship. Um, but we were working on it. There was a period of time that he was not a part of my life like a father should be. And we did not communicate. Um, We actually lost contact with each other for 27 years. So we were rebuilding our relationship and thank God for the last eight or nine years, we were putting forth a great effort to um, reconnect and to build that father-daughter bond. At times I felt some resentment towards him because he did choose his career. He was, he's, he was a very talented singer and he was a part of groups, um, like the old doo-wop groups, like the, um, platters, the, um, coasters. Um, he sung with those groups. Um, I think it was another group that he was a part of. I can't think of the name right now, but he would tour the world with these groups and he chose his career over, his family, although him and my mom were never married, but, um, he chose his career over being a father to me. So for, you know, years I had resentment towards him, but he really did. When we reconnected, he put forth a very big effort to mend our relationship. I wasn't always so open. I, the reason why I looked for him, um, was because I feared that something like this would happen. And I, we would have not connected. So I'm grateful to God that he allowed us not just one or two years, but he gave us almost nine years, um, to reconnect and to build on our relationship. And, um, through that, I found out that I had, I already knew I had a brother, but I found out that I had a sister as well. And since, um, us connecting, me and my sister connecting, Uh, we've built a very nice relationship and we just found each other this year. So before his passing, he gave me a great gift in letting me meet, um, not in person. We have yet to meet in person. Um, she didn't, she wasn't able to come to his funeral, but we, you know, talk on the phone regularly. So I'm, I'm very grateful that he gave me this gift of connecting me with my sister, my blood sister, um, before he passed away. So I'm grateful for that. (laughs) Okay, that's, you know, that's been hard, but I'm getting past it. 
Now, let's talk about what you all came here for. On the last episode, I talked about being diagnosed with HPV. And I wanted to thank everyone for the positive and helpful responses I received. It really helped me to put my mind at ease about HPV because I, I don't know a lot about that virus. Um, but on this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's probably on everyone's mind that has herpes. Why haven't they found a cure yet? So let's get started. Herpes has been around for a long time. As to date, there has been no known cure. That's what they say. I believe there's a cure out there, but (laughs) it's not on market yet. I believe the cure is in the natural. But I digress. We're going to stay on topic for this episode. Um, But because there's no known cure, I wonder why that is. I wonder why they haven't been able to find a cure for herpes and herpes has been around for so long. I mean, COVID-19 just happened in 2020. And within a year, scientists were able to find and distribute a vaccine within a year's time that is helping to slow the spread of this virus, whether people believe it or not. I don't know about you, but I'm vaccinated. If you're not, that's that's your prerogative. But I was like, give me that vaccine, okay? Give it to me. But, and we even see with HIV patients, like who can now take medications to make the virus undetectable. So why haven't scientists been able to find a cure or a more effective suppressant for herpes? Like it, it, it's a good, a good question to raise. Like what is going on that is not allowing them to find something to eradicate this virus? So I found this article online, um, actually on goodrx.com and goodrx.com is like that little yellow card that you get to save you money on prescriptions. I have it and it works if you don't know. (laughs) So, but it was an article called why is creating an HSV vaccination so difficult? And the article is written by Nicole E. Clary Hutchinson, who is a farm D BCPS and an NCMP. I don't know what those letters stand for, but it sounds impressive, right? And the article was written in April 20, um, on April 22nd of this year. So in the article, Nicole states, herpes virus can live in your body undetected, meaning your immune system does not react to the virus right away. The longer the virus goes undetected, the more difficult it is to make an effective vaccine. So basically, um, as we learned in the past, um, when HSV enters your body, it actually hides itself at the bottom of our spinal cords and attached to our nerve system. So by it hiding that way and not being just out in the open, it's hard for the immune system to um, attack it or to identify it as an invader. So the article goes on to state that when scientists make vaccines, they target the part of the immune system that recognizes an invader, like a virus or a bacteria has entered your body. The vaccine then teaches your body how to kill the invader before it makes you sick. 
if the immune system does not react to HSV right away, a vaccine cannot teach your body how to protect you. So I thought that was interesting to, you know, that they, that they spotlighted. If the vaccine or if the um, immune system does not identify um, HSV right away as an invader, then it does not know to, um, to protect you. So my thing is when HSV enters the body, is it, um, does it look like something that, that we already have in our system? I'm not a scientist. I don't know. So that's why I'm asking these questions, but does it, is it similar to something that is already in our system and then it morphs or whatever? I don't know, but I I feel like that's a good question. (laughs) Without me being a scientist, I'm, I'm just asking questions. Maybe I should talk to a scientist. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I need to find a scientist to better explain what happens in our system when it's first um, introduced into our system. How is it that um, the immune system doesn't identify it right away? Is the immune system too slow in some people? Is that the reason why some people have more outbreaks versus other people, if you have a stronger immune system, does it fight it so that you have less symptoms? Here's Here comes all of these questions that I need answers to. What are you scientists doing? Where are the articles that are explaining all of this, right? I mean, when you think about it, HSV has been around for so long. And as I just stated, we just had this um, pandemic, like just wipe our whole, you know, existence almost out and they were able to figure something out right away within a year when HSV 2 and 1 have been around for so long and it seems like we should have an answer by now but let's go on all right so it's the article continues to say that HSV vaccine studies in animals have had good results but when these vaccines are studied in humans they do not work as well why is that That's when pharmaceutical companies have to restart their research attempts. Um, The article goes on to state that science is continually working to find a vaccine for preventative and treatment vaccines. Treatment vaccines are intended for people who have been infected with HSV by boosting the immune system to fight the virus, which is like a cyclovir and Valtrex and those things that we're already taking. They would help improve symptoms, help blisters to heal faster, and lower the risk of spreading the virus to other people. While a preventative vaccine is a type of vaccine we get as children and adults, helping to train our immune system against a germ before we encounter it. In other words, a preventative HSV vaccination will prevent you from being infected by HSV. So at this point, the way that they're they're um, handling HSV, if they were even to find a vaccine, do you think that it would help people who already have it? Because we're looking at it, the way they're describing it here in this article is that they're looking at it at two different, from two different perspectives. And they're basically saying, this article is basically saying, if you already have it, then the only thing that we could do is help um, treat it. We can't prevent it. But for those who don't have it, we're looking at ways to help you. I feel, and maybe I'm just biased because I already have it, 
you should be looking at ways to eradicate it in everybody for those who already have it and for those who um you want to prevent from catching it i mean i'm just saying let's 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 help everybody you know not just people who don't have it now the world the world health excuse me organization reports approximately 15 different vaccines are being studied at this present time the majorities are animal studies and a few are in human study stages participants in the human trials did not have many side effects but they did not see much benefit either so basically the vaccines weren't helping even though early studies did not work out several vaccines are still being tested hey are you there are you listening come here i got a secret to share with you it's a private group on facebook called dwh <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Jones dot one. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot j-o-n-e-s dot the number one that's the first step once you're there i need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the dating with herpes private group once you've sent me that message i will send you an invitation so that you can join the link now this is a brand new page so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group, and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where All of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. So do you believe we will find or have a vaccine in our lifetime? (laughs) For me, I believe, well, I don't know. It's possible, but here's my thinking. It's it's taking so long for them to even get to this point where they're still saying, oh, we are not able to have a cure for people who have it, but we're really working on a a preventative method for people who don't have it. So to me, I feel like in my lifetime, I may not find, we may not have a cure in my lifetime. And if we do, because they're taking so long, I'll probably be in my 70s. By the time by the time that they actually find a cure, so will I even care? Would I still even be having sex? <laughs> would I still even be having sex? I don't know. But to my younger listeners, I believe that there is hope for you. 
At this point, I believe though, it is easier, the easier task would be to squash the stigma versus finding a cure. So I believe as a community, what we have to do to make it easier and make this virus more socially acceptable, quote unquote, is to squash the stigma. And we do that by talking about it, right? So we have to keep the, the conversation going. I do though, still believe that there's a cure out there, and but it's just a matter of time. And speaking of that, a few years ago, I did an episode on the benefits of using food grade hydro, um, hydrogen peroxide therapy. Um, and one of my listeners who actually just became a listener of, of Dating with Herpes, hello, how are you? Thank you so much for contacting me. She actually contacted me and said that she had been using that therapy and it does indeed have benefits and she would love to speak to us about the benefits of using food grade hydrogen peroxide unfortunately she left her message via anchor as a as a voice message which i do encourage y'all to do (laughs) but i've never had anyone leave me a voice message on anchor and what i found out is that i can't respond (laughs) to those messages. This is the only way that I can respond. So listener, um, please contact me by sending me an email at yahirajoneshope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com so that we can connect and we can get the message out there. I would love, 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 love to do an interview with you and and find out what your experience has been since you said it was a positive experience. Um, All right, lastly, and this is going to be a short episode, as you can see, um, a couple of episodes ago, I told you about my experience um, disclosing to my family members, my two cousins, um, which were both great experiences. And I loved hearing the experiences that you guys have been having. Um, Some of my DWH members on Facebook have been sending me that information as well and telling me that their experience were were positive as well. Um, but I told you guys that I was going to eventually tell my little sister <laughs> about it because um, she now is living with me. She's done her military training and she's now living with me in North Carolina because she didn't want to live in the country anymore, even though some people still consider North Carolina country. (laughs) But um, she's now living with me, and I felt like it was time to tell her. Um, Now that she's 18 years old, and I feel that she's a little bit more mature because now she's had some life experience outside of being, you know, in high school. She's had some real-life experience going through her military training. So I sat her down, and I was like, you know, I, I actually was responding to um, a message via email. Um, someone sent me a message on on um, my Gmail account and I responded to it and I, she was just sitting across from me and I said, you know what, I'm going to tell her right now. And so I um, was very cautious because, you know, she's still impressionable. She's still young. She's only 18 years old and I wanted her to take the situation serious. I didn't want to scare her. And I didn't want her to see her big sister in a different light. So I I was cautious and I was a little nervous, but I sat her down and said, I want to tell you something. 
and I I want you to take this serious. I don't want to scare you, um, but I feel that you've matured, and now is the time to tell you about something that I've experienced and something that is very um, has has you know changed me a little bit and has helped me to be the woman I am. And um, so I expressed to her, I said, you know, I don't want you to see me in a different light. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer the questions for you. And she's just looking at me with bated breath, like, what is it already? What is it that you have to tell me? So I went ahead and told her. And then she looked, she was like, okay. Like, (laughs) she didn't even really think too much about it. She was just like, okay. And then she thought for a second. She's like, what made you tell me this now? Because I think she was playing a game. And um, and I told her, I said, well, I was just responding to one of my listeners because I do have a podcast. And I thought that, you know, I should tell you now. And um, she was like, I don't care. I don't see you any other way. She was like, you know, our generation, you know, we don't really care about that stuff. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I know y'all don't care. Y'all, y'all are a little bit more open versus you know my generation and some of the generations under me but um she took it very well and then she paused for a second after we had our conversation and and I thought everything was over she was like wait a minute how did you get it and I had to laugh because she doesn't see her 43 year old sister out here being a hot girl you know what I'm saying she doesn't see that. She doesn't see that, you know, I could still pull them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm out here still being sexually active, even though it was 20 years ago when I contracted it. But she doesn't see me in that light. So I thought that was hilarious that she was like, but wait a minute. How did you actually get it? Like, you're actually out here having sex? Like, ill. Like, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, so... I just wanted to, you know, share that positive experience for those who are, you know, considering disclosing to family members. So far, my experience has has all been positive. Um, If they think anything negatively about me after our conversation, I don't know. But at this point, I don't care either. But my thing is that I want my story to be shared by me. I want her to learn about me having this virus for me and I wanted to also educate her um about having herpes and you know if she has any questions god forbid if she ever experienced having herpes now she doesn't have to feel like she's alone she can come to her big sister and ask her big sister questions and her big sister is going to give her the real her big sister is going to you know uplift her her big sister is going to tell her there's nothing to be ashamed of and that she's still an amazing young woman so you know I just wanted to put that out there so that's going to do it for this episode (laughs) it's very short not as long as um I normally um, have on an episode, but I wanted to keep this short because, hey, I got to get back in the groove of things. It took me a minute to even, you know, get the research up. But hopefully to that listener, I I don't know where you are. She said she was a new listener and that she's just getting through my episodes. And I know I have so many at this point. Um, (laughs) So hopefully she'll get to a point where she actually hears me responding to her cross fingers because I would love 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 to do an interview with with her um and so that we can share that information and maybe even myself try it even though I haven't had that many outbreaks lately 
Um, like I told you guys, I have been using um, FemClear. So anytime I do have an outbreak, um, I use that. And I did read that it will help lessen um, the occurrences of outbreaks. So I, I believe that that is working actually, but I'm open to hearing um, or trying something else that may help eradicate it as well. I've also been thinking about reaching out. <laughs> I don't know how well this is going to go over, but I've been thinking about reaching out to some celebrities. And one of the celebrities that I'm really considering that I follow on Instagram and who had a great answer for someone who called um, and asked him a question about herpes was Kevin Gates. I actually love Kevin Gates. Like he's, his music is really for not my generation because I'm still old school to the heart, hip hop and R&B. So I don't really listen to his music, but I became a fan of his when um, I saw him doing his show and I saw that episode um, that he did um, with a caller who called in who learned that I believe it was a female who had herpes. And I loved his response. And I loved the way he he actually answered her with care, even though, you know, he, he says that he doesn't have it. He answered her question with care and he was very gentle with her. So I would love, and then he, you know, he's into holistic stuff as well. And he told the caller, you know, there is a cure for that. There's a cure for everything. So I would love to reach out to him and say, hey, I have a podcast. I would love for you to be on my podcast just to speak to my people just for it only have to be long just 10 minutes of your time and um see what he says I don't know what his response will be I don't know if he'll even read it but you know what you have to knock for the door to be open right if you don't knock the door will never be open so <laughs> I think I'm a knock what y'all think so anyway that's gonna do it for this episode if you would like to reach out to me you can actually Hit me up on Yahira Jones Hope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. I've always said that you can actually message me by pressing the message um, um, button and leaving a voicemail on Anchor. You can still do that. But if you're looking for me to respond, don't do that way. <laughs> don't do it that way. If you just want to say some big ups to me or, or whatever, leave the voicemail message. But if you're looking for a response, I'm not able to respond that way. So the best way to do it is to send it through my Gmail account, or you can join DWH and I'm on there. I haven't been on there as much, but I love that even though I'm not on there, my, the members of DWH are active on DWH and I will eventually see the message if you message me that way. All right. So until next time, I'm your girl, Yahira Jones. Be safe and God bless.